the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores. This is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. NIL, which is short for Name, Image, and Podcast. Welcome back to Name, Image, and Podcast. We have a fun one for you today, folks. Uh, as always, uh, I'm Kyle, your main host for this Friday Friday morning edition, a rivalry week, a hate week edition, some might say. Big Mike, unfortunately, not able to join us. He's back in Denver um, hanging out with his family and stuff. But with me, there's no better person I could have to talk about Michigan, Michigan State, because that, I mean, that's what we have to talk about. There's no, there's no other game. College football universe centers around Michigan, Michigan State right now, but there's no other person I could bring in who knows more about Michigan football and Jim Harbaugh's khakis than my good, dear friend, Big JJ. Big JJ, how you doing today, man? Good morning, good morning, ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll on this Michigan victory week. The boys in Ann Arbor, ready to go into East Lansing and handle business. Harbaugh's never lost on East Lansing, and top 10, number six, doesn't plan to lose this week. Good morning, Kyle. How's it out there in Salt Lake? It's beautiful. How's the, how's the East Coast treating you? You're in the, the Boston area, the, 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 the Rhode the, Island? What, what the, the Boston area generally, but I am in the great state of Rhode Island in the city of Pawtucket, a.k.a. the Bucket. There you go. <laughs> there we go. It, it, it's actually kind of a, a dual-pronged rivalry week for both of us, right? Michigan-Michigan State, obviously, but even this weekend, our beloved San Diego Chargers uh, take on the, the hated Patriots of New England. That is very true. Here I live in Patriot Country, and you know it's Patriot Country because you can smell the clam chowder everywhere, and it's gross and disgusting <laughs> like uh, New England's rush defense that Eckler's going to be all over <laughs> I love it. on Sunday. I love it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, but uh, we're here obviously to talk about Michigan-Michigan State. Like I said, this is, for, for those of you who don't know, a, a lot of our audience, for one, you know, they're not familiar with the Big Ten, right? It's, it's a lot, you know, from most of our listeners in the Colorado area and, and whatnot, but not a lot of our, our fans, I'm sure they're aware of Michigan, Michigan State, but for you and I, who who both just like grew up, and I mean, I just remember as a child, like, especially with how dominant Michigan used to be in the early 2000s when I really first started watching, and just seeing Michigan State get so close so many years, and then just falling short to the Braylon Edwards of the world, and the Chad, the Chad Henney, oh my gosh, and just those types of emotional games, and it really wasn't until this last decade, you know, the Mark D'Antonio era, where things really started to change. But if you were to look back, what's what's your first memory of Michigan, Michigan State, and your college football watching career? Uh, most importantly, my biggest Michigan, Michigan State uh, memory as a kid was actually a heartbreak. Was uh, Michigan State? I believe at the time. They were ranked 13th or 14th in the nation, and we were 7th. And I believe it was the early 90s. You know Michigan, Michigan State allure a little better than I do. Uh, But in the 90s, I remember being heartbroken, more so on Michigan State basketball. My football development with Michigan didn't come until, like, the later years when I was, like, 7 or 8. Because as a Michigan man, that's in your blood from birth. So the Fab Five was going (laughs) on while I was a baby. But in my later... Uh, youth seven eight nine was the golden years of Henny, uh, Lloyd Carr, Braylon Edwards, as oh, yeah. you know, in those years. Right, and so I think 
you're probably thinking, I think it was 99, it was Coach Nick Saban, of course, who used to coach Michigan State. He was kind of that first one who who really made a statement with beating Michigan in what I would consider like the modern era. You know, Michigan just came off, what, a national title in 97, right? And so I believe it was 99 with, with Nick Saban getting that win um, that kind of put this whole rivalry on the map for the first time. But then following that, I mean, it was kind of domination until 2001. And that, that brings me to my first memory is that, you know, my dad was the first time my dad is uh, ab- the absolute diehard Michigan state fan that you could ever imagine. Just absolutely lives and breathes it. Uh, un- unhealthily. So probably, and it's, it's obviously rubbed off on me, but he took me to my first Michigan state game that I really remember at, especially any slancing, but it was the clock, <laughs> oh, excuse me, ah, the clock gate game. Right, it's uh where Jeff Smoker spiked the ball with one second left, and everyone's freaking out because you know maybe the clock should have run out. We were at home, little home cooking there, but um Jeff Smoker ends up connecting to T.J. Duckett on the last play of the game, and that was I just remember even I was I must have been eight maybe eight or nine, and just I was kind of in the student section, and they were just throwing me up in the air like it was the, the craziest thing I think I've ever experienced in my life, and uh, ever since then I mean I that that was basically the the hit that got me hooked for sure. And it hasn't always been pretty, but like I said, this last decade or so, Michigan State, you know, trying to, you know, we had the little brother game, we had all that stuff leading up to it with Mike Hart, and that's really what I think changed this whole dynamic was those comments by your your truly, truly awful uh, Michigan Wolverine, Mike Hart. Is uh, any, anything you'd like to say about that in, in regards to kind of the, the, the birth of this modern day rivalry that, that you and I at least have, ex- have experienced? I'm really glad you refer to it as a modern-day rivalry because as a true son of Michigan and a Michigan man, Little Brother has been nothing but an afterthought for the greatest, I don't know, past 130, 150 years of college football. Paul Bunyan resides and lives at the Brown Jug in Ann Arbor, and there's no doubt about that. We can talk about the past 15, 20 years of Sparty and the Spartan fan base, which is cute, green and white. It's very transient. It's a very transient fan base. It's very new. It's very young. (laughs) But if we're going to talk about new and young, let's talk about, I believe, 14 or 15 of uh, Spartan players are actually portal transfers. Unlike Michigan, who is developed with the core, because when a Michigan man goes to play football for Harbaugh (laughs) and Michigan, it is who you are. Michigan State has always been a passing through just to be in the shadows of Michigan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, Har- this is year seven of Harbaugh. Year seven. So three he's and almost three. had two full, two full classes of recruiting cycles. Two full classes. Mel Tucker had to come in. He basically came at, in the middle of the night from Colorado. In, it, right the day after signing day, or I, it was maybe the day before signing day when Mark D'Antonio retired, and, um, I mean, listen, the new age of college football, and we've talked about this on the pod a lot, the transfer portal is such an important aspect of it because unless you're Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, where you get those top recruits, you have to hope that they get so many recruits that there's people on the bench who want to play. And so that's where the transfer portal comes into See, play. See, and, and that's, Mel Tucker's done the best job in that regard. And Kyle, as a... I'll honestly disagree with you on the transfer portal, as it is great for any athlete to expand their career and get an opportunity to shine somewhere. I think one of the things that makes college football great to me, especially with the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry, is is because it's in your blood. It's your life. It's your family. It's where you're from. 
it's Ann Arbor, it's East, East Lansing. I guess for people not from Big Ten country, it's it's tough to realize because most the coasts are very cities. But, you know, these towns, it's what we live for. So to be recruited, to give your heart somewhere, and then to up and leave. I mean, Michigan State doesn't have that loyalty that Harbaugh does with his boys. <laughs> and you talk about you talk about two recruiting classes Harbaugh's first four years at Ann Arbor were a homecoming, a celebration, bringing God back to the team, going to the Vatican, <laughs> taking the team around, and I think he had to be humbled. Harbaugh, uh, Harbaugh is a very humble man. I think the pay cut this year, his salary being knocked down a little bit, humbled him. There was no trips this offseason. It's all about football. The homecoming is over, and it's time for J.J. McCarthy's coronation. Cade took us to 7-0. He's steady. He doesn't turn the ball over. But we have a five-star recruit in the name JJ, which we love. And he's going to (laughs) take... You don't have Michigan at 7-0 without Cade. But you will not have Michigan in the national championship game without JJ McCarthy. And and what's funny is that that's totally the sentiment around all of Michigan State fans. It's like, hey, just please play Cade because we know exactly what to expect with Cade McNamara, who's just very steady Eddie, right? I mean, he's never he's tried the deep shots occasionally, doesn't connect, but it, all it is is just extremely safe, cautious, and then they just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. JJ is the one, honestly, and I never even put it together. Of course, you're gonna fucking love him because he's got your same name, but it, he's he, he's just got more of a variable to him. We just don't know what to expect. And I think with Michigan State, I mean, we're coming off a bye week, which is huge. So I'm, I'm assuming we probably had one full week dedicated to Cade McNamara and then another full week dedicated to what to expect with J.J. McCarthy. And, uh, God, it, that, that's what's just so exciting about this rivalry, especially this year. There, I, I really do feel like it's, it, it, these are like two ships passing in the night, right? You have Mel Tucker in year, basically year one, if you really want. Last year was the COVID year, and Michigan didn't even fi- finish their season. Let, let me remind you. Uh, but it, we got year two Mel Tucker crossing the ship of year seven Jim Harbaugh, and I really feel like this game could really go a couple of ways, obviously. If, if and when Michigan State wins – you know, it's going to be huge for Mel Tucker. All this stuff about him going to LSU, blah, blah, blah. I'd rather have my coach wanted, right? I'd rather have my coach wanted by all these top programs. That means he's doing a good job. We're not probably not going to keep him forever, right? But that's going to send Michigan State as a brand and as a program's trajectory huge. Whereas for Harbaugh, if he loses, yeah, it's not the end of the world. I don't. The people who say he's on the hot seat is just ridiculous, right? He's never leaving. He's just going to be there until he gets lucky enough against OSU, and eventually you guys are going to win the Big Ten, right? It's just bound to happen. But what is kind of the what, what are your expectations for Harbaugh, and how do you think this game is going to kind of affect his legacy? This one specifically, because there's it's just so much bigger. I feel like it's bigger this year. Uh, this game is the biggest game in the history of Michigan, Michigan State, and I have no doubt about that this will be a classic that we will be talking about yep. for years. I have never been this nervous nor scared of any game I can think <laughs> of in relative history. I think uh, one of the worst moments of my life, uh, that convict from Australia <laughs> who dropped the ball and refused to fall on it. I mean, if you look at Harbaugh's legacy, that man is literally... Two bad plays away from being revered as Saban-like in a dynasty. There was the Michigan State fiasco. Mm -hmm. 
And then there was a bad call against the team down south. And in college football, one win, lost, you're done. And those were two years right. where we were eligible for the playoffs and it came down to a final play. So I don't believe that Harbaugh's legacy as a coach is so much on the line. But when it comes to Michigan, Michigan State, and what this means for the rest of our lives, this is the week. And there's no doubt about that. Absolutely. I mean, I've been saying my Bosemary's all week. Do you know what a Bosemary is, Kyle? <laughs> I, I don't. Enlighten me. A Bosemary is what us Michigan men uh, pray to our beloved leader and father the late, great Schemblecker. And if you'd like, I, I'd like to share, because I recite 75 of them every morning of our little prayer to Bo. Would you like to hear it? It's a name, image, pod I, I special. Love I here, love, yes. Here the goes... Bo, the Bosemary, everybody. The Bosemary. Our dearest Bo, inside our core, forever guide us forevermore. From the start, maize and blue, and yes, it's true... I love you. Bring us victors and let them hail as Michigan men never fail. Thank you, Bo. And that's what I recite <laughs> 75 times each morning this week to send the maize and blue. I believe it. The love. I believe now, it. The last part it, it, of, of the, the last part of the prayer is very subjective because it says as Michigan men never fail. The city of Detroit has a lot to say about that. <laughs> But you're looking at a team coming into East Lansing that possesses the all-time winningest percentage in college football history. Oh, 11 national God. championships. <laughs> well, the, the famous Robert Scott Parkhurst once referred to it as Slippery Rock when Michigan won their <laughs> titles. But the game is ever-evolving and changing. This dynasty of Michigan will probably go for the next couple thousand years. No. <laughs> You know, even when the game is played virtually in augmented reality, Michigan gonna, Michigan will still retain the title. They're just gonna upload Harbaugh into the into uh, Zuckerberg's new metaverse or whatever fucking exactly he's up to. But we're no, running metaball. I mean, it really is the <laughs> it's it really is interesting and, and like you kind of spoke on with Harbaugh's legacy that's been brought up by all the, the talking heads who we obviously know just love slobbing over Michigan and Jim Harbaugh the Jim Klatz of the world Gus Johnson they just love Harbaugh you try to you try to Joel beat that. there's a bias against Michigan you try to and everybody knows it's not true I mean they just love Michigan don't they and they want they don't want Michigan State up there they don't want Spartans and, and Mel Tucker up there they want Jim Harbaugh and the, and the maze and blue and up there and and at the top and competing with Ohio State but that's why there's such such a big opportunity for Michigan State to just say nah like like all those plans that you had and all that season that you're having like let's just uh Paul Stane Paul Stane East Lansing as he was last year with the historic and this is probably my favorite because last year let's be real COVID year was kind of bullshit but whatever but the only game that mattered was Michigan State and probably the best quarterback name of all time in Rocky Lombardi I'm going to be probably on my deathbed. My brain's going to be mush, you know, but there's going to be a few names that I'm going to remember. One of them's going to be Rocky Lombardi, of course, and then in my dementia-riddled brain, all I'm going to be able to recite is the, whoa, he has trouble with the snap. So my grandkids, great-grandkids going to come see me, and I'm just going to be rambling on about trouble with the snap, and they're not going to have any idea what I'm talking about. Those are just... Go ahead. That play put me through therapy. Like... It was a horrific experience in my life. 
I had never been sicker to my stomach over something that arguably does not impact my life, but impacts my soul because I bleed maize and blue. And I want to bring up another point about this game before we delve into the wider world of college football. If you're looking at what I'm looking for specifically in this game and what we're going to see, Michigan State is completely reliant on Kenneth Walker. And he's going to be running in to a brick wall with Hutchinson. I'm looking at Walker having 45 or less rushing yards, zero touchdowns, Michigan defense containing State to maybe <laughs> 200 offensive yards or less and seven points or less. We're going to have a dogfight. It's going to be a 13-6 classic. Cade's going to hold the first half, and JJ's going to come in and get a late fourth quarter touchdown to secure the lead and eventual victory. So you're saying 13 to 6 is going to be the the final score. 13 to 6 is my call with <laughs> JJ McCarthy in the second half leading the Wolverines to victory. It's a tough road game. People forget that college football, these are kids with emotions. Road games are tough. Hate week is tough. Rivalry is tough. This isn't going to be a shootout. Oh yeah. This is going to be uh, this is going to really be we're talking about the stars, McCarthy, Walker, Hutchinson. This is going to be a game fought and died on the line and on emotional right. swings. Because if Michigan goes up early, State can start panicking, kids have emotions, and I'm fearful more than anything if State takes the lead first, it could be too overwhelming for Cade and them to overcome. Michigan needs to run the ball early, run it down their throats, maybe put Cade on a couple... Screen passes, couple play action in the red zone. Right. But besides that, it's going to be a ground pounded out kind of game. Harbaugh is very physical. Right. You know, and that's where we're at. This is going to be an all time classic. Thirteen six. I would like when Michigan wins, though, as a friendly little wager, <laughs> to see a nice little either Insta, TikTok, or Snap of you wearing some nice maize and blue reciting. Our victory song to me. The bo- <laughs> the Bosemary. No, the, the the yeah, the fight song. It's uh we'll we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out off pod. I think we're we're enacting a twenty four hour rule, right? Are we still gonna do that where regardless of the outcome of the game, we don't speak to each other for twenty four hours. Let let it kind of breathe a little bit. Because it is that, it's it's a lot of emotion. Shows- and I don't want to say anything out of out of being hurt, and I don't want you to say anything you'd regret out of being hurt either. That's very telling of how scared Sparty is because I remember <laughs> I remember a call not even a minute to three minutes after the incident. It, the trouble with the snap. Listen, right, I, that was that was, that was like I, witnessing I an the act call. of God. Oh, you're gonna experience <laughs> the wrath of God this weekend when Harbaugh. And the enlightened, <laughs> blessed Vatican boys roll through. Notre Dame is not right. touchdown Jesus anymore. It's touchdown Jim Harbaugh. I love it. I love it. And just just for my prediction. So I, I think it's going to be close. I think for Michigan State to win, you know, we're, we're just going to have to rely a lot on Peyton Thorne because I think that Walker is, is – that running the ball is going to be tough. And our defense is like the quintessential – when you hear bend but don't, bend but don't break – 
It is exactly how we play defense, but it's actually worked really well. We tend to give up kind of these long drives, but then as soon as you hit the red zone, we tighten up real good, and we're able to keep them out. And I think that's going to be the key. Can the Michigan Wolverines and a bunch of college kids, right, like you said, with a bunch of uh, you know emotions running through, can they sustain a drive without making mistakes, whether it be a holding call or unnecessary roughness type of thing? And same goes for Michigan State, too. Longer defense on the field, there's more chance to make mistakes there. But the, I, the thing I don't want to see, because the refs have been loving to call it, is the taunting, right? There's just no fun you can really have anymore, especially when it comes to, like, getting up in people's face. And maybe that's for the better or whatever. It's not as bad as the NFL, which is fucking terrible. But I, I'm just afraid of a, a poorly timed taunting penalty that really does us in somehow. But I, I do think the way Michigan wins is it's going to be Cade McCarthy or Cade McNamara kind of keeping them in. But when it comes to crunch time, I think it's going to be J.J. And my fear is that it's going to be the anointing of J.J. McCarthy. All of a sudden, he's going to come out, you know, light us up or, or get the win. And then that's just going to be the start of the of the next four years, right? Because he, he seems to be good, right? He, he see every All signs indicate that he's going to be good. Uh, we just don't know how good. And this I, is the perfect opportunity for him to, to put himself on the stage. Earlier in the first game of the season, I believe, uh, McCarthy was put in at the end of the game. Uh, it was a play-action pass. He scrambled. There was a couple defenders on him right away. He was able to escape a couple tackles, and I saw him throw a ball 65 yards across the field diagonally and hit the receiver in perfect route. And I've never seen a Michigan quarterback in my life make that kind of athletic play. A true freshman, a true star, and Harbaugh has his man for the next four years. But one thing also with State you guys have a very good pass rushing defense on the outside. Is his name Kimbrell, I believe, is one of the corners? Yeah, Chester Kimbrough. Yeah, he's a transfer from Florida. He's quick. He's very quick. And especially with the style corners of Michigan offense physical. passing, yeah. if we're playing a lot of screen passes, his physicality, his quickness, you know, if Cade has one turnover, it's done, you know, for him. And JJ's going to be in the game. That's how much of a thin line Cade's been walking on this entire season. Good enough, but yeah, no, it, and that's got to be tough for him too. So we'll see how he kind of handles that pressure, but it'll be interesting. Michigan State coming off this bye week, you know, we've had plenty of time to, so we have no excuses. Michigan State really doesn't, you know? So I think it's going to be a good game. I think Michigan State's going to win. I think it's going to be 32-21. I think we're going to get a couple field goals, get a late touchdown, uh, miss extra point, maybe a two point conversion somewhere along the line, but I think it's gonna be thirty to twenty one, and you say thirteen to six. So we thirteen to six but with the I potential guess- of it also being twenty to twelve. I mean, it's either gonna go two ways in my head. It's either gonna be an emotional dogfight, or it's gonna get really ugly really quick, and we're gonna start seeing ugly plays in right. an ugly game and it could turn into one of those like you said it could be a 30 21 shootout and either state or michigan wins but it ends up still being an ugly game because sometimes that's just how right. it goes you know you play yep. your style yeah. of football all season then emotions come into play a bad play happens coaches start overreacting start panicking and next thing you know it's a track meet and and last thing last thing I'll say you know really the college football world has ascended on East Lansing right you got the Fox Big Noon Saturday whatever you got college game day going to be there you got the Barstool boys there as well I I mean really I think for Michigan State as long as we don't get blown out this is a huge a huge W 
uh, like across the board. As lo- even if we lose close, it's going to suck. Don't get me wrong. We're already ahead of schedule for one. We're already bowl eligible. Nobody thought we were. Most Michigan media, most national media thought we were only going to win like three or four games. So just the fact, all the pomp and circumstance, all the hype, I'm glad it's an early game. I know people like the later games for tailgating and stuff, but if I was a kid getting ready to play football, I wouldn't want to wait until the night. You know, you just, it drains you of all your energy. And so it's, I'm glad it's early, but I think regardless, it's going to be a great showcase for East Lansing and Michigan State's got a beautiful campus. It's going to be, it's going to be a hell of a time. There's going to be so much media there. It's going to be so much fun. As long as we don't get blown out, I think we're going to be in good shape regardless. And I'll come away feeling pretty good. I, I, so I, any I, final, final thoughts? Can't agree anymore with you, but I do know. Come Sunday, the boys will be bringing the Paul Bunyan to Brown Jug. Zingerman's Deli will be lit in Ann Arbor. Packard and Fifth will be a great time. And it's a it's good time to be seen as a Michigan Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will see. We will see. But with that, let's uh, – there, there's really not a whole lot of other – there's a couple interesting matchups around the country. We have Penn State, um, Ohio State. It's another kind of Big Ten matchup there. That's the night game there. Uh, I, th- I think Ohio State's really freaking good. Like, really, really, really good. They lost Oregon early, and I think, honestly, that was probably the best thing for them. Young quarterback, you learn a little bit. It's not like they got blown out. It's like they just couldn't keep up, and Oregon's obviously shown that they aren't all that great anymore, um, you know, since that game. But Penn State's just a dumpster fire. The whole James Franklin thing, are you following that? Where, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're getting ready for Illinois, getting ready for Illinois. And uh, it's like, uh, well, you're playing Ohio State this week, and you just lost to Illinois in in nine overtimes. I I did so not see it, that. I, yeah. Uh, to be completely honest, outside of keeping up with Michigan football and my other teams, you know, work and life, so I haven't been too focused on that. But I did have a playoff football implication question for you. Uh, sure. The Ohio State Penn State game. I guess both you know for both of our selective clubs. If which team behooves either of us my thought process is if Penn State wins it it guarantees that Ohio State's done for the year with two losses they won't get into the playoffs but will that hurt right Michigan you know in their terms of getting into the playoffs if we beat the team down south if they have two losses on their record versus if you know Ohio State beats Penn State you know I don't know who I actually want to win that game for college football implications I think it's going to be. Uh, I think Ohio State winning is really the only the only avenue. Um, it, well, especially if Michigan loses, right? If Michigan's undefeated and they somehow run the table, sure they're in. But as a, a fan of a team who's made it to the college football playoff, mind you, I don't think Michigan has. I don't think they've even been to the Big Ten championship, really. So that's that's kind of interesting. Um, but as somebody who's made it to the college football playoff, I, I really, I really, like I think as a fan of of our teams. You, we don't want to make the playoff, to be honest, because you will get boat raced. I would way, way rather have Ohio State go to the playoff, and at whoever's in second place in the Big Ten, guess where they're going? They're going to the fucking Rose Bowl, which is the and I've spoken about it on this pod multiple times. Rose Bowl's the best. It, it, like I said, if we ever have a chance to go to the Rose Bowl, it is the best. So I would way rather say, eh, like if we lose to Ohio State, not a big deal. I'm not worried about the playoff. I just want to make the Rose Bowl. We're none. Neither of our teams are are ready to compete with Alabama, Ohio State. Uh, or uh, Georgia, those types of team, right? So I would rather um, die trying, losing for the championship, than settle for anything less. And I guess that's the Michigan mentality versus the state mentality. Uh, we have expectations it's easy when you've never been of there. championships. 
Well, it's also a lot easier. When's the last time State won a national championship? Because I remember seeing uh, roses out of the mouth of Charles Woodson only a couple of decades ago as national champions. So let us we never We won forget. the Rose Bowl in 2013. That's not the national championship. At, excuse me, in 1997. Excuse me, in 97, the Rose Bowl was the national. We're talking about national championship and being the best team in the nation. Not second fiddle. Jeez. Harbaugh is ready that to play. That was back when they... Ready to play. <laughs> there was a Ready vote. to learn. Ready to learn. Ready to play. We don't back down. Even if we lose, it's growing for next year. If you want to play second fiddle, it's because Sparty's used to being second fiddle to Ann Arbor, the boys in blue. <laughs> you know, I let's just... I, I say let's let's kind of wrap it up with that. You know, honestly, there's other college football on. I I'm not gonna care. It doesn't matter. Right? Like, I just, yeah. I don't totally. really care. I mean, you. I I do. I root a lot for Utah. Utah is actually really fun to watch. Um, they play UCLA at, uh, later that evening. But really, it's all boils down to this one game. It's Michigan, Michigan State. And um, for those of you tuned in, if you've never really gotten immersed in in that rivalry put it on it's going to be such a good game watch all the game day watch all the barstool stuff it's going to be you know portnoy is a big michigan fan i would love to see some portnoy fume some portnoy fears or tears would be absolutely amazing well el prez is going to have another coronation and another ceremony of inauguration because it's time (laughs) but kyle very nice talking to you i got to get ready for work as always Uh, I do want to bring up one quick tidbit, fun fact. We got a blessing as San Diegans. One of our local boys back home is kicking a football like has never been seen before. San Diego State has this punter. Uh, I'm I'm missing his name right now, but that kid is booting 80-yard footballs, and if you're a fan of Pat McAfee and the brand, it's a good time for punters out there everywhere. Watching this kid, he's a game-changer. Hey, shout out Brady Hoke though. How cool is that? You know, like because you know, obviously it didn't go well at Michigan. We all, everybody knows that. Um, but I mean, to, he's the only coach to have I think three different teams start the season six and zero, and they're seven and zero right now. Uh, so, Sandy, shout out San Diego State Aztecs. That that's a lot of fun. Um, okay. They don't even really have a stadium right now, which is sad. Build them the, a stadium. You know, the, fuck, fuck Dean Spanos. All that shit. Oh yeah, fuck Dean Spanos. The Michigan boosters got Brady Hoke wrong in a lot of ways because I think Brady Hoke was ran out a little too quick, to be completely honest, because I remember a year where Brady Hoke took us 11-1, and one, and if it wasn't for Jadavian Clowney completely lighting up our running back and costing <laughs> Michigan that game, Brady Hoke could have had himself you know, a, a little bit of a dynasty there. So Michigan's been close the past decade. You know, but as with college football, you lose one game, couple bad plays, your season's over. You love it. And that's why this game this weekend is so important. So uh, for my dear friend, Big JJ, it's been a pleasure. Uh, for me, Kyle, thank, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Name Image Podcast. A little bit more centered on, on one game, but that's really the only game that matters right now. And, and next week we'll return with Big Mike and we'll uh, you know, shoot the shit as we normally do. But I hope you're all doing well. Let's enjoy your weekend. Watch the game on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Follow us on Twitter at Name Image Pod. Like, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. But uh, yeah, it's been fun, JJ. Have a good weekend. Have a good uh, good day at work. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking this weekend. Sounds great, Kyle. Go Blue. Go Green.
Skip, we know Skip. Mm -hmm. Skip, I know yeah, Skip. Like that, Skip. Anything else you want to know about me, Skip? Mm -hmm.